Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Monsters of Sox podcast. The Red Sox. Still playing 500 ball. Everything is the same. What's up, Dan? Hey, Brian. What's happening? I uh, I'm I'm sad. How are you feeling? Uh, I would be sad, but the Jaron Duran victory lap is getting larger. So yeah, my, that's true. My, so my ego is swelling. That's true. I'm sad um, because I'm unlike you. My emotions don't just come from being proven right all the time. I'm sad for other people. In this case, I'm really sad for the Oakland A's fan base. That's what I'm sad about. I'm pissed off. Got want to shout out my my good college friend Tyler Levine Hall. Uh, he was my roommate when I was a junior year. One of my roommates. Dude is from Oakland, and I got to know a lot of uh, guys from Oakland and Oakland A's fans through him. And let me tell you something. Forget about the A's attendance figures. And, you know, what a what a terrible, shitty job that ownership – I mean, the ownership hasn't done a shitty job. They've deliberately torn that team down. But actual A's fans are awesome. It's one of my favorite fan bases in sports. I really mean that. There's, everyone talks about how empty that stadium is, but and, and that's true. But it's also still somehow loud very frequently. Like, there's always drums out in left field. There's always flags waving out in left field. Um, those people are legit. Tyler Levine Hall and his ace fans were always in my room. They were always high. They always spoke like a language I didn't even understand. Oakland has its own language. I didn't even understand it. And I am sad and depressed for them today, Brian Joyner. How are you feeling? Well, well I, only feel about, I only think about myself. So, <laughs> right. No, I – the degree with what you're saying matches – the plot of the movie major league only with the owner having succeeded in relocating is frightening down to the drums in center field. Yeah. That's a good point. That is a good point. And it's just insane to me that we just, that we just let this happen because this is so this, this a team's moving, which they do frequently. Although I guess it's been a long time. It's been since like what? 2004, when the, when the Expos moved to D.C., that was the last time it happened. So it's been almost 20 years at this point, but it still happens frequently enough. This is completely unthinkable in every other country in the world. The idea that 
you know, one billionaire, you know, is free to and frequently does just rip away a team which acts as a vehicle for hopes and dreams and, you know, an anchor in a community. And they just do it all the time and they just don't give a shit. And the way that we're just like, yep, that's how it works. It's really depressing when you consider the fact that this doesn't happen in any other country in the world. Teams don't move anywhere else. That doesn't happen. It's only in America. Weren't there big protests when they were going to cut the wages of Liverpool's employees? Massive protests. Yes. Yes. Massive, massive protests. And of course, there were massive protests when when Liverpool and and and, and you know the other big clubs in Europe tried to create the Super League. Um and it just, it's but like the idea of sports franchises moving is one of those things that like we've just come to accept as, as business as usual, but other people find completely insane. And I really think like, like we as a, as a fan base need to step back and be like, yes, this is completely insane. This is completely insane. Like they, especially since sports leagues go out of their way so much to present themselves as, as not just another business you know they, they 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 want to reap the benefits of being seen as something more as being seen as something that ties communities together and you know creates shared memories that that exist throughout time they want to reap the benefits of that but then they're also like hey if we can get more if we can get a, a, the government of Nevada to give us more money we're going to do that that just takes me off and they're not even the first team in the last three years to move from Oakland to Las Vegas. It's not even original, guys. That's a good point, too. Yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I don't follow the NFL much. But, yeah, man, Oakland. Oakland lost all three of its teams in the last five years. It's really what appalling. What the hell? It's really God, that's really awful. Appalling. Well, that's not going to happen to the Red Sox, thankfully nor are they going to win any more than they lose, apparently, either, because they seem to be very happy at or around the 500 mark. They dropped a series to the Orioles. Their struggles against the AL East continue. And yet, I still believe a little bit. Not you still believe way. what? <laughs> what do you still believe? That's what I'm curious because I they're feel like, on the again, upswing. Like, I still believe they're on the upswing. Yeah. I mean, we both we both discussed how we think this is this is a team that's going to finish the year right close to 500, and that's what they are right now. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that it, like we have been having sort of swings of emotion as Red Sox fans early in this month, starting with. You know the the Adam the Adam Duvall resurgence, and then the injury, and then you know getting swept, getting mocked by the Rays, coming back. Like it's been it's been in a, a weirdly emotional first month of the season, and yet they're a game under five hundred, which is exactly where we expected them to be. So it is kind of weird that that it is uh, that it seems so wild and, on an ever, on a day basis. It seems like a wild season. I'm trying not to spin my wheels too much for this very reason because it doesn't seem like we're going anywhere. And, but we're not falling behind either. We're just going. You seem pretty sanguine about everything. Yeah, that's because my, because my Duran take is, is, is panned out. My Turner take is panned out. All my takes have panned out. I was realizing that I have this team pretty much nailed. And that's why I think, I hope I'm right that there's better things on the horizon, but should we start off by seeing if there's anything you are angry about, Brian Joyner? Let's do it. I have. So I just got an idea and having this conversation about your mental state. Here's what I think we should do. So last week, you know, when we tried to, to, when we debuted the Brian Joyner anger scale, which was confusing, mathematically confusing because we ended up using negative numbers to explain things that you weren't angry about. Here's what I think we should do. I think um, I'm going to actually tally the score, your anger score week to week. And I think we should chart it. And I think we should do an experiment to see if the number 
that we end up getting with your anger score actually accurately describes your state of being that day and that week. What do you think? I think if you can put a number on how someone feels, don't <laughs> waste it on me here. Go become a billionaire. I got, I mean, I don't have those capabilities. Um, but yeah, I think let's give that out. Let's try it out. So again, so if you're angry about something, give me a positive integer. If you're happy about something, give me a negative integer. Um, so you saw the you saw a system where it was confusing because there were positives and negatives, and just reversed it. That's correct. Yes. Okay. I'm 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 down. Let's go. Okay. All right. So first question for you, Brian Joyner. How angry are you about the fact that the Red Sox are third in the league in runs scored? And opposing starters have completed six innings against the Red Sox just three times, which is the fewest of any team in all of baseball. This is an offensive juggernaut, Brian Joyner. Yeah, that's why I'm like negative seven, because I'm not. Negative seven. Got it. I'm not particularly angry about this, because if the, the, I think that offensive production minus some obvious regression candidates in Duval when he plays, he's not going to hit four home runs in five games or whatever he did. Jaron Duran is probably not going to be batting 400, 400, 600 all year. However, Justin Turner will start hitting for power. I think will he? some, 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 but we'll see. I think that it's way more stable, and I think the pitching has been largely the starting pitching has been largely Garbaggio. So, yeah, I'm I'm not particularly worried about it. I guess on the question of is this real, I, I'm sort of I mean I'm shocked to see that that they are by some metrics as I just read the best offensive team in baseball. <laughs> I did not see that coming. But when you look up and down the lineup, you know, okay, of course, you can say, obviously, Adam Duvall was not going to keep doing what he was doing. But then again, that was over, what, six? How many games did he play? Six, seven? He got hurt not in the – not even that. There was the, the, the Tiger series was the second series of the season, right? So he played, he played like five games. Um, so, yes, obviously what Duvall did was unsustainable, but he was, he's only played five games. Jaron Duran is, is hitting the lights out of the ball right now. Probably not sustainable either, but that's only been a couple of games too. So when you look up at, at the actual individual performances, yeah, Rafael Devers is doing what I expected him to do. Tristan Costas is underperforming what I expected him to do. Yoshida was underperforming for a long time and is now back on track. Like the individual performances aren't that outrageous. You haven't even um, mentioned so maybe- the number one performance by Fangraph's war. That would be Alex Verdugo. Alex Verdugo, yes, of course. That, well, okay, well, that is the one that I didn't see coming. Although, you know, we discussed him a lot before the season as, as, as a guy who could do this. I was skeptical, but other people weren't. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is, are they just this team? Are they just one of the best offensive teams in baseball? Maybe they sure are. looks like it. Sure looks like it. This is the High and Bloom special. I mean, this is this is what they signed up for, for – in bringing on Bloom and in creating some a juggernaut like this out of mostly spare and odd, oddly shaped parts, and it's come together. I do think there's been more hot starts than there have been cold ones, so I do think it'll dip a little bit. But look, I don't think Verdugo will keep up what he's doing, but a 311, 377, 466 line is like. If he's going to have a career year, you'd suspect that the final line might look something like that. And Yeah, for sure. And his batting average on balls in play is pretty high, as it is for pretty much everyone uh, on the mm-hmm. early season war ranking, except for the guys who only hit home runs, like mm-hmm. Max Muncy, Hunter Renfro, and Patrick Wisdom. But it's not... <clears throat> outrageously so compared to the people he's right. he's next to and it look and in his case we expected that to improve a little bit because he was a big victim of the shift last year 
Yeah, I mean, he's playing his best ball as a Red Sox, I think, and is it, at a time where it's needed. They, they're they really solid from top to bottom, especially if Jaron Duran, he doesn't need to be what he's been so far. That's asking for a lot, but it looks like he's going to be useful. He's hitting the snot out of the ball. And if he can just do that and not be terrible on defense, that's another, that's a big hole filled uh, in a platoon, obviously the strong side of a platoon yeah. role. But well, not I, only, I, I mean, that's not for yet. He hasn't really gotten the base running going yet. Well, he hasn't, but, he's been getting, he's been hitting doubles and homers. It's sort of hard yeah, to yeah. Yeah, he hasn't needed to. You're right. But that's another hole that that's something that the Red Sox, you know, seemed they seemed ill prepared for the new rules with that respect, with the base run. You know, they for obviously we all talked about their struggles throwing out base runners. And it looks like maybe just Reese McGuire's just not good at throwing out runners. Um, which could be a problem going forward since he is certainly the much better offensive performer between him and Wong. Um, although I don't really buy into Reese McGuire's offensive resurgence. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting his bat to come down to earth any day now. And if that happens, and if he also can't throw runners out, um, then the Sox may have a catching problem. But we don't have to get to that yet because um, we could just stay positive before Duran came up, the Red Sox weren't having a lot of success on the base paths. And, you know, I did, uh, I think I did one pod with Keaton early in the season where we discussed that. And he said, like, are you surprised they're not running more? And the fact is, if you look at the Red Sox opening day lineup, like the answer is no, they, they didn't have anyone who could run in the opening day lineup. They, and this was going to be, you know, we all knew this was going to be a major part of the game. This year. They didn't have one who could do it. So even if Duran's bat cools down, which it will, like if he can just be a guy who can go out there and start stealing a couple of bags a week, which you certainly should be able to do. Um, that's something the Sox haven't had yet this year. Yeah, it's it's funny how this, you know, this is certainly not the first Red Sox team that's had trouble throwing out base runners. In fact, that's been the norm uh yeah. over the long haul, nor having base runners, uh particularly adept ones, but this is a case where this is and when I wrote about Duran, this is what I sort of said. It's like, you know, it's now or never, not least wise, because you're the right type of player for this time right now. Like this is, this is it. It's, it's made for you. If it doesn't work now, when is it going to work? And you can't read into anything too much, but he's, he really is smashing the ball and saying that he's learned to not press. And it's easy to say when you're going well, but, the long answer is no, I'm not really worried about the lineup. All right. Well, that's too much optimism um, coming from you. So let's let's go to the next thing. Let's find out how angry you are about the fact that the Red Sox rotation has a 641 ERA, which is second worst in all of baseball, ahead of only the Oakland Athletics. Um, and Red Sox starters are number one in the league in home runs allowed. Second in most starts that went four innings or fewer. Um, and it is tied for last in starts that went six or more innings. How angry are you about the Red Sox starting rotation? Let's say four. I, I just don't have expectations. I, I've always looked at this rotation as... Sale accepted, but now who knows? Just a giant collection of number threes, two to fours, let's say. That might even be generous. I mean, when, when Bale and Whitlock are are healthy, then you're talking about guys that are threes. But well, Bale has really juiced, meta, those two guys have really juiced the home run numbers. Yeah, it's it's been really difficult but I, this is part of the reason for my optimism i'm sorry you can't push me off this one the pitching has been awful 
the offense has been great, but I think offense is more stable over the long run and the pitching won't be this bad over the long run. And there's still 500 ish on any given look by the, they don't play the day we're recording Thursday for the first time in eons. And by Friday night, they'll probably be 500 again. And if the pitching could put together any sort of sustained, even for two weeks, not terrible performances. I think we're going to see a slow growth in the standings and all the idiots who just say last they're in last place. They're in last. They don't control what division they're in. Yeah. That, okay. I, that, that's fair enough. Um, I mean, no, at you're this right. point in the season, I like in two months. Sure. Right. But at this point in the season, Look at their record. Look at their underlying stats. Don't worry about what place they're in. Especially because first place in this division is such a is lapping every division. So it's settled just, already. Right. So let's okay. pump the brakes on the last place because it doesn't mean you need to be happy about it, but forward so four yeah give it I, four. I agree with you i agree with you about about pumping the brakes in the last place thing and frankly that was even unfair last year to keep harping on that because it was the same issue the al east wasn't quite as strong as it appears to be this year um but they were still one of the best last they probably did they have the best last place record in baseball they probably did last year i would find um, it hard to they didn't yeah 78 wins is a lot of wins for a last place team so i agree with that pump the brakes on that but at the same time I feel, I feel like the corollary to that is uh, people on the opposite side need to pump the brakes on the they're only one and a half games out of the playoffs thing. Um, because making the third wild card now is just really, I don't think, should be considered any kind of achievement. Um, and they're only, so sure, they're only one and a half games out of the playoffs, but they're eighth overall in the American League. I think 17th overall in all of baseball. Um, that's like as mediocre as it gets. One and a half games out of the playoffs implies you're a really good team. They're five. I'm fine with them being okay with the last wild card, but let's talk about one and a half games out on September 27th, not April 27th. The playoffs. Yeah. No, the play, you're not one and a half games out of the playoffs. You're like 130. <laughs> games out of there. Like, it doesn't matter. The season is not it ending. Unless, no. Look, look, after COVID, I guess, like, you know, NBA showed us you, you can figure things out if the season ends, but I'm not betting on it. Yeah. All right. The last time we did this, the last two times we did this, we talked about Masataki Yoshida's ground ball. Since the last time we recorded, he's played seven baseball games. In those seven games, he went 13 for 25 with three home runs and 10 RBIs. Yeah, but only what two, number are you but, putting? Yeah, I mean, negative nine. He, I negative this, again, nine. another thing I said, look, don't get worked up about it. You didn't get really a spring yeah. training with the Red Sox. He'll figure it out. And boy, has he figured it out. It's this God, it's is, see, isn't it? All credit due to Hyam Bloom. This is what we said was possible. And I think we thought for all the crap we've given them about not being forthright, it's not that we ever thought Hyam Bloom wasn't intelligent. And there aren't, there are so many smart minds in the game right now. Finding any edge is really hard. And I think he found one in signing Yoshida for what was considered a premium, but only by the standard of what people were projecting. And Bloom looked at that and said, well, what if these projections are just totally out of whack? This is going to, this would yeah. be so much more valuable. And if he does anything like if he can straighten it out and get more fly balls like this, it's gravy, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, the, the signing of Yoshida is I, – I hope one day we get a little bit more reporting on it. We, we've heard a lot about 
there's been a lot of anecdotal stuff about about the Red Sox scouting him specifically. There's the story of of how they couldn't get in the ballpark one night, but the the ballpark where he was playing had a Ferris wheel beyond the outfield fence, so they like they got tickets to the Ferris wheel and tried to scout him from there. There's been a lot of stories about that, but the actual signing itself, I would love to hear more about because I don't know if you remember after the signing, Scott Boris came out and revealed that. The Red Sox were the only team they talked to. And he and he made some kind of quote that where he was just like, we really just felt like uh, the Red Sox were the right fit for Yoshida and we wanted to steer him towards, towards the Sox. And so they literally d- didn't negotiate with any other team, which, you know, knowing Scott Boris, you have to assume the only reason for that is that the Red Sox valuation for him was so much higher than every other team's that they didn't even bother to talk to anyone else. But I guess I wonder if it's also possible that there were other teams out there who maybe would have gone higher and for some reason weren't given a chance. Maybe Yoshida just wanted to be done with as soon as possible. I don't know. No. I First of all, I don't believe Scott Boris. The only thing I believe about Scott Boris is he got the most money he could get because he's the GOAT. He's the best to ever do it. Right. So when he says that, if if the Red Sox valuations were X uh, were so much more than every other team's valuations, that meant Scott Boris talked to the other teams to find out their valuation. Doesn't mean he seriously talked to them. But right. I don't believe Scott Boris on the particulars. But I think in it writ large, it's it's plain to see that yes, there was a market of one ultimately, given how much the Red Sox were willing to pay. All right, Yoshida is looking beautiful. Um, we kind of just covered this, but since <laughs> since since we did say the polar opposite last week, we have to come back and cover it again. Last week when we did this, we talked about how Chris Sale and Garrett Whitlock were back, baby. One week later, Chris Sale and Garrett Whitlock are very much not back. How do you feel? How angry are you about Chris Sale and Garrett Whitlock? I'd say five. I'm more more Whitlock sale. I, I as a I don't I don't know if it's more one or the other. I don't expect Chris Sale to be great every single time out anymore. Yeah. What I was encouraged was seeing the greatness. <clears throat> Garrett Whitlock, for his part, still does not have a ton of innings under his belt. He's made 12 starts his entire career. Right. It doesn't so, seem like that because he's been with the team now for three years and he's an old, I mean, he's, he's not old, but he's like 27. You know, he's not a kid, but he's made 12 starts his entire career. Yeah. I'm not particularly mad about it. It's just disappointing. As I said, I do believe, I do have to believe they're not going to have a over six ERA for the whole season. I'm just going to go out on. You wouldn't think that. so. You wouldn't think so. The sale start thing, though, like, it's just, it's so bizarre with him because it's, I, I, I wrote a piece that broke down a little bit the, the differences between his start against the Twins, where he was outstanding and struck out 11 hitters in six innings, and the start against the Orioles, where he was brutal. And the fact of the matter is, like, under the hood, he was almost the same pitcher in both games. The velocity was the same. In fact, he was throwing, he threw harder against the Orioles than he did against the Twins. The movement was the same. He threw almost uh, the same, he had almost the same ball to strike ratio in both games. He actually walked more hitters and hit and hit more hitters against the Twins than he did against the Orioles. The only difference that I could find was that if you looked at, you know, a chart that showed the location of of the pitches he threw inside the strike zone is that in the twins, when he was in the strike zone, he was, he was still staying away from the middle of the plate a little bit more. He was down in the zone. He was on the corners. And against the Orioles, he was missing middle in a lot. And that may be the only difference that like they're literally, as far as I can tell, as far as I can tell, there's no other difference between those two stars. There's one other difference. Orioles fucking rake. Hate they to do. say it. <laughs> They do. So are the Orioles for real? 
Yeah, I was. I guess wrong. they are. I, guess I mean, they I do. They're doing it, this. Their pitching staff is sort of like the negative image of the Red Sox pitching staff, where you could see them sort of switching vibes pretty quickly. I don't think the Orioles, outside of Grayson Rodriguez, it's pretty, it's pretty well, light. But Grayson Rodriguez hasn't been good. That's like, I think like his ERA is over five. So that's the, when we talked about the Orioles. I think we we both kind of said like, yeah, we, we felt good about their collection of position players, but the pitching staff probably wasn't going to cut it unless we said like, unless Grayson Rodriguez comes up and has a rookie of the year type season. Unless John Means comes back and picks up where he left off. Well, John Means still hasn't come back. And Grayson Rodriguez has been bad. And the Orioles are one of the best teams in baseball right now. I don't know. We should we should be very, very scared about this as Red Sox fans. Because if Grayson Rodriguez does figure it out. I'm the other way because I think that they can't sustain it. The same way the Sox can't sustain being this bad Mm -hmm. in the rotation. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just worried about Rodriguez figuring it out. I'm worried about John Means coming back. Well, I'm worried because they're like kind – the ages don't match, but they're kind of the same team as the Red Sox, especially now they got this guy, Yiner Cano, who cannot mm. be hit upon, 29-year-old reliever who came up this year and he got his first, I believe, 23 batters out. Before he walked, before he plunked Justin Turner, at which point he just got the next guy out. Still hasn't given up a hit all season. And they got a live arm in the bullpen. They can hit home runs like nobody's business, and they're hoping the pitching comes through. It's it's very familiar. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Talk about Sale Whitlock. Um, no, I I think it's time, Dan. So let's we're gonna take a break, and Dan okay. has a segment. You were by the way, I you were negative. No just let me clarify. You were a negative seven, by the way. Just to get that on the record, is that so is that how you feel today? Do you feel negative seven angry today? about the Red Sox? Yeah, I feel like garbage otherwise. But Dan has a segment. I have no idea what it is. He's very excited to unveil it, and we'll do it after this. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus we're back dan lay it on me what are we doing all right so here's what happens um i was watching the orioles uh the red sox orioles game two nights ago and something happened that just made me think of a particular person. And you know who this person is. Um, I haven't thought about this person in a really long time. Um, but I was just curious. I was like, you know, let me let me do a little Googling here. See what they're up to. Um, so I, I Googled them. Turns out they're not up to much. And it's actually kind of, <laughs> we'll get into this. Um, it's kind of a sad story, I think, in some respects. Um not not much going on career-wise for this person, uh, but they do have a Twitter feed, and I checked them on to check out the Twitter feed. And I got to tell you, there's some Twitter gold in this feed, and I can't believe, kind of as as Red Sox fans, that this that this Twitter feed isn't um, a little bit more well known, a little bit more infamous, I should say. Um, and so what I wanted to do, so I started to, I, I started, I was like, I want to share some of these tweets with Brian on the pod. 
and I started to, to copy and paste a few tweets that I liked. And I initially, I initially was going to copy, say, you know, five or six tweets and just share them with you for fun. You want to take a guess at how many tweets I ended up copying and pasting on this Word document in front of me? 42. 87. Oh, my God. 87. I have spent, I'm not proud of this, but over the past two days, I've probably spent a cumulative time of four hours just going through this Twitter feed. And here's and here's what I want to do. So initially, initially I was going to make it a game. I was just going to start reading tweets and make you guess who this person is. That's what I thought you were doing right now. Okay. So we're, we are, and I still do want to do that, except I'm not, we're not just going to do that for a couple of reasons. One, because I don't, I don't think you would get it. I, I don't think you would figure it out just based on the tweets alone. And we'll be here reading tweets for a long time. But then the other thing too is I want you to get as much joy out of these tweets as I have for the past two days. And I only think that will happen if you know who the tweeter is. Okay. So here, so here's what we're going to do. So those 72 tweets, I have subsequently broken them down into various categories, <laughs> various subject matter categories. We're still going to play the game. It'll be a condensed version of the game. I'll, I'm going to read you probably maybe about 10 or 12, okay? And I'll probably also give you clues, in and around the tweets, okay? Because there's, like I said, there's no other way I think you would get it otherwise. And in fact, I will, I'm gonna start you, before I even read a tweet, I'm gonna start you off with a clue, okay? The reason why I think, the reason why it's maybe possible for you to guess who this person is, is not necessarily because of the content or subject matter of the tweets, although that will help, but it's more that, here's the clue, it's more that you are actually very familiar with how this person communicates. Okay? Okay. Ready to play? Yes. Ready to play? All right. Um, tweet number one. Last night, a fan asked me, what was Ted Williams' war? I said, World War II and Korean. That's good. <laughs> that's pretty good. You want, you, want to, you, want, you want to just take a shot in the dark after one tweet? I mean, it's not one of the Paladin Lansdowne guys, right? It is not. I will give you another clue. Well, I'll fuck it. I'll give you another clue right now. The Paladin Lansdowne guys would absolutely love this Twitter account and use it as a bit, except for the fact that I'm not quite sure they're old enough to really know this guy the way that you and I do. Okay. Is it Billy? It is not Billy. It is okay. not Billy. That was my first um, guess. And I'll give well well tweet number two, tweet number two. I sh I should instead of just telling you it's not Billy, I should have just said tweet number two is I want my country back. <laughs> uh is it All right, wait, wait, wait. Hold it on. It's not, Kurt, it's not Kurt Schilling. Obviously, it's not Kurt Schilling. It's not Kurt Schilling. It's not Kurt Schilling. All right, next tweet. Some, uh, some of these two, I have to decide whether to um, read these in language that makes them listenable or just read them in the grammar in the way they were written. It <laughs> would be funnier. I might mix it up because sometimes, sometimes it's funny just to read it the exact way it's written. So here's one. The Audible Omaha, made famous by Peyton Manning. But what happened on Omaha Beach 78 years ago today should be remembered. D-Day changed the world, changed history. Those heroes should be remembered. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's not Trump. It's not Trump. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to think of particularly militant... Red Sox related people, which I think is a fair arena. That's quite the swear. I really appreciate that. So Mike Greenwell? 
It is not Mike Greenwell. G I bet Gator Greenwell. Um, yeah, good, not him. Not a bad guess, though. All right, Clemens? Next one. It's not Clemens. It's not Clemens. It's not. You think Clemens is tweeting? Come on, Clemens is. And you think you think Clemens is coming up with that little war joke about like, the Korean? I'm not war. asking if it's this person specific. Is it like Marty Barrett or something? Is that in the ballpark? It's not like it's not like Marty Barrett. It, well, okay. I don't know how much I, I don't know how much you want to know. It's not Marty Barrett. Um, it, it's not that era. maybe in Marty Barrett's ballpark. I'm not answering any maybe. more questions like that. Right I get now. it. Okay, I, get it. We'll I get can it. read between the lines there. All right. Okay, so this next one, this next one, I want you to think about the first clue I gave you, where I said you know about how this person communicates. Okay, here we go. The standard for a catcher in MLB used to be Johnny Bench. Now it's Johnny Botch. Is it... No, Tim McCarver's dead, so it's not him. <laughs> Is it? Is it some old-time sports columnist we don't realize is sending these gems out into the ether? Uh, that is generally correct. Yes. Not every word you just said is correct, but yes, what you just said is generally true. Gammons. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like Gammons at all. Come on. Does not no, sound it's, like not at all. it's not Gammons. It's not Gammons. Right, it's not Bob Ryan. <laughs> it's not any of those guys. It's not any of those guys. Okay. Three things we need to rid the world of. Scam oh. phone calls. Paranormal TV shows claiming to be real and the designated hit. Oh. And by the when we get into this, when we get into this later, after after I reveal who this is, scam phone calls and paranormal TV shows are both regular things that come up in the Twitter feed. Oh well, that's that's a real that's a real interesting one because they want to get rid of the designated hitter. Right. And let that me actually, just, you know what? That actually, yeah. Let me go ahead. Go ahead. And that actually might throw you off the scent a little bit, but go ahead. Okay. Frank Viola. I don't know. No, you said it was like a, it's a media person. It is a media personality. Yes. An older media personality. I think you can deduce their age. Yes. Okay. Were they a writer or a television or a, is it Mike Adams? It is not Mike Adams. If it was Mike Adams, he'd be. It would well, not be about be the military. It would be about weed. Yeah. 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 Bill Pito. I don't know who Bill Pito is. Who is Bill Good. Pito? Okay. Well, he was an ESPN guy, but before that, like for a long time, before that, he was Mike Adams' sidekick. He was like the buttoned up guy on the uh, Mike Adams call in show that I called into when I was in high school. All right. Lay another one on me. All right. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you two here. Okay. One's baseball related. One's not baseball related. But they both are pretty good reflections of, again, who this guy is and how he communicates. It's not Eck. Uh, no, come on. Of course not. It's of not course Eck. not. Of course not. It's not Eck. All right. Uh, Heard MLB is changing its acronym to FUBAR, featuring unqualified bozos aimlessly raining. Wait, what? You thought it was the other thing? Yeah, that too. That's one. And then the next one is, how would we know if the Invisible Man is observing social distancing guidelines? This is fascinating. <laughs> not David O'Brien. Dave O'Brien. It's not Dave O'Brien. Wow. Remember, remember, all right. Remember, I also I started this off by saying I have not thought about this person in a while. Mm. Oh, it's a media person. I was gonna say Shea Hillenbrand. That would have been like Oh yeah. I'm close to giving up, but just lay a couple more on me. All right, a couple more on you. Um and then we can enjoy it in its full revealed <laughs> <Yes>. state. <laughs> 
I'm going to give you just two non-baseball ones. I made a gingerbread house. And this tweet was accompanied by a picture of a little jar of ground ginger surrounded by four pieces of bread. Oh, my gosh. All right. And then here's, here's one. Here's one that you may. Here's a tweet. But you may have actually heard this person say these words. It sounds so I, I can hear it in his voice. Went to the grocery store and had a Clint Eastwood shopping experience. I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Is it Lupica? All right, I'm going to give you one more clue here, Joiner. It's Red Sox you, related, so it's not Lupica. It's Red Sox related. I, I told you that I haven't thought about this person in a while, so you also, you have to go back in your memory. In fact, you got to go way back. Way oh. back. Truppiano? Jerry Truppiano. Oh, oh my God. That's perfect. That makes so much sense. <laughs> everything about that, everything about that makes sense. Now you get these, these awful one-liners. Uh, well, I mean, he's, I being, he's being followed like presently. He's now I've spent the better part of four hours for the last two days reading through Jerry Truppiano's Twitter feed. It is, it is a sight to behold. And my first thought, I got to tell you, when I first started going through the tweets, I was like, wow, like, thank God he is no longer the voice of the Red Sox. But then my second thought was, wait a minute, no, he needs to be the voice of the Red Sox again because these are so... So wonderful. All right, I'm going to read you some of the categories. You tell me what you want to hear. Do you want to hear Troop on the Will Smith, Chris Rock Oscars moment? Do you want to hear Troop on Domino's Pizza? Troop on the various meaning of words. Troop on NFL-related watches. Troop goes to the movies. Or Troop on telemarketers. What do you okay. want to start with? They're all great. First of all, all, first of all I just I, first of all, I just want to say this: scanning this, this man is drill. This is incredible. He, <laughs> these are incredible, but definitely Troop goes to the movies, hundred percent. Troop goes to the movies. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let me pull it up here. Okay. Big fan of Clint spaghetti westerns, but how come in those movies nobody is ever eating spaghetti? Oh my God, Troop! <laughs> troop, my man. These these next these next three have a narrative arc to them, so I'll, I'll read. <laughs> watching Godzilla and King Kong throwing hands, like watching the Broad Street Bullies again. That's tweet number one. The next tweet: Godzilla versus Kong. Man, does this movie suck? <laughs> Very next tweet: If you are thinking of spending money on Godzilla versus Kong, here's a public service announcement. Save the money and just watch the WWE on Monday. Spoiler alert, remember the mega powers. This movie wasn't released. It escaped. Awful. I don't know what this words mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's a good one. And I'm not, you know, the, the name of the movie isn't in this tweet, but you'll, you'll know it. <laughs> All movies have a certain amount of fiction. What is true, though, is Americans needed protection slash help, and four ended up dead. <laughs> I, I, I like, I'm listening to you, but I'm also scanning the feed because, if anything, your four hours, I, I, I get it now. I totally get it. I will probably be spending hours on here, even though we're going to go through a bunch more of these. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going. We're going. We're, we might be talking about this for an hour. Couple, couple more on the movies. Again, I'll just. We might the, need to have a new segment, uh, Jerry. We, we can go back and forth. Old, old Jerry Truppiano tweet of the week. We absolutely are. We absolutely are. But all right, to, to finish up the movies category, so I'm going to a couple. I'm going to read a string in a row here. Um. Am I the only one who thinks Uncle Frank in Home Alone deserves a serious beatdown? Pause. A couple months go by. In the movie Home Alone, what trap would hurt the most? I'm thinking Marv stepping on the long nail would really, really hurt. Pause. A couple years go by. Watching Home Alone for the 93rd time, when Daniel Stern steps in that nail, always brings back memories of when I did that in high school. 
So why does he think that? I guess why he does the other things. Oh, you already know it. You already knew now, it. Hold on. Did he thread these tweets? I guess no, he did no. not. Of course these not. Tweets, of course not. All, everything I'm going to read to you, these tweets are like years apart. This is All the, right, we're gonna... I, I remember when you asked I was feeling because I felt like garbage, but otherwise felt good. Now I feel amazing. This is what I needed. All right. All right. We're going to next we're going to troop on telemarketers. And and I'm just gonna I'm gonna read these in a row because there is an actual narrative arc to this one. But again, this is not a tweet thread. These are various tweets that Trupiano has tweeted throughout the years. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Just pulled an all-timer. Got a scam credit card call. As the scammer came on the line, I played the phone scene from Taken. I think I really scared the guy. Next tweet. Just got the fake scam Microsoft call where the jabroni wants to get in your computer. When I gave the fraud a few of the best choice words he didn't understand, apparently has never driven in Boston. Just got my third scam call today. I think I made this guy cry. Thank you to all those hockey players who expanded my vocabulary with the proper words to use in this situation. Also, my third grade classmates who contributed. Just got one of those scam calls that want to log on to your computer. Got the guy good. I think he wet himself. On today's edition of Screwing with the Scammers, played the Samuel L. Jackson biblical speech from Pulp Fiction. I've also used Liam Neeson from Taken. Open for more suggestions. Next week, when the scammers call, I play the phone scene from the movie Taken. One time I heard a guy whimper. And finally, just had a scammer say he was going to look me up and cut my throat. Well, that escalated quickly. He's drill. He's just drill. This is like, this is drill. I, I am in awe. As you said... <laughs> You see some of the content, you start thinking, this isn't for me. And then you realize, oh, no, it's... this could not be more for me. Uh, all right, here we go. Right, here's, here's the next category here. This is Jerry Trippiano on the NFL. <clears throat> Bought my son a Dallas Cowboys watch for Christmas. Have to return it. Turns out it only works for 59 minutes. Next Jerry, week. I get it. <laughs> I get it, oh, Jerry. Let's see if you get it. Heading out to the mall to return my Atlanta Falcons watch. It only works for 57 minutes. Too soon? Just ordered a Sean Payton watch from Amazon. Got a great deal because it only works for 58 minutes. Too soon? Well, at least, he's, watch, not buying, at least he's not getting the same number of minutes every time. So like, oh, know. wait, wait. Bought a watch. Had to take it back. It was a Green Bay Packers watch. It only worked for 59 minutes. Too soon? Heading out to return my New York Giants watch. It's defective. It only works for 59 minutes. Too soon. I, I've never been so jealous of a tweeter. <laughs> this man was born to post. He was He's born, born to post. He's a poster. He's a poster. All right, let's see. Let's see Trupiano's attempt at getting into the contemporary discourse. Troop on Will Smith and Chris Rock at the Oscars. Tommy Fan has been named the Will Smith Award winner for May. Ha ha. Will Smith to star in Men in Smack. Wait, I don't, wait, Men in Smack? Because is he Men in Smack? Smack, not Snack. Oh, smack. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, my God. Will Smith gets 10-year ban from attending the Oscars. After hearing with Rob Manfred, the ban reduced to four years. I don't know what that even means. But he hates Rob Manfred. You know who he doesn't hate? Dan Bongino. Dan, yeah. This is his new hero. Uh, they were going to make a movie on the life of Henry Aaron to star Will Smith, but then they found out he was a slap hitter. <laughs> I don't even get, is he talking about Will Smith being a slap hitter in that joke, I guess? So he didn't have the power to play Hank Aaron. Oh my God. Heard Will Smith is going to endorse a new product aimed at preventing chapped lips. It's called Slapstick. Too soon? This is, this guy is just, 
he gets no engagement and he is just throwing out no engagement here. <laughs> no, it's kind of sad. The Twitter, I almost felt bad about doing this because, like, this is what I was saying. It is kind of sad. Like, I didn't love Truppiano, but I think he was uh, average or better radio play by play guy. And I mean, he his calling card was being. <laughs> When there was a, a like a pop fly to end the inning, just like, and there's a pop fly to end, it's just like kill me now. Yeah, but it is kind of it is kind of sad. You go through some of these tweets, and every now and again you'll see a reply. Like somebody will somebody will just uh, post a Nomar highlight on Twitter, and Jerry will be on the call, and and somebody might reply to the original tweet, being like, "Ah, oh, there's Jerry Tupiano, miss him," and he'll. See, get that notification, and he'll respond like, "Thanks. Haven't called a baseball game in twenty years. Hope some other club gives me a chance." And it's like kind of sad. It, it is kind of like he hasn't man hasn't had a job since the Red Sox and EEI let him go. He's done things here and there. He's done, I guess he did. I saw he did like the World Baseball Classic in twenty seventeen a little bit. He's done some college stuff, um, but it's kind of sad. He's not that bad, is he? He's not bad enough to be totally unemployable, right? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm not laughing at him. I, I he's, these are truly. This is just a you're like you must feel like you went west, and you're like I I want to I want to strike gold, and you just gold, you yeah. did it. You found it. It was right, right there. Any it was right there for anybody to find. I know. All right, wait to hear this category. This is this is Troop on Domino's Pizza. So this is another one with a narrative arc. In fact, his first tweet about pizza was simply this: "These pizza commercials are killing me." Hashtag I want a pizza. Man, okay, it's straightforward. Man sees a pizza, looks great on a commercial, wants one. Next, next pizza tweet: Has anyone ever gotten a pizza from Domino's that looks like the pizza they show in their TV commercials? One year later, how come the pizzas in the Domino's commercials never look like the ones that are delivered? Shouldn't Meat Lover's Pizza be loaded with meat? One year later, has anyone ever ordered a pizza from Domino's with multiple toppings and see what you get being anywhere close to what they show in their TV commercials? What you get is more like a connect the dots puzzle. One year later. (laughs) Three things I have never seen. One, the Loch Ness Monster. Two, a funny movie with Polly Shore in it. Three, a delivered Domino's pizza with toppings as plentiful as they show on their TV commercials. Oh my God. True. True. I have a question. I have a question. Do you think, you sound like Orsillo right now. Do you think that he, uh, do you think he orders Domino's all the time and then once Apparently. a year he's just like, or do you yeah, think he, forgets. he doesn't he order forgets. it all the time and he orders it and he's like, oh, right, this sucks. And then he just forgets. I think he's highly susceptible to pizza commercials. And pizza commercials have such a power over him that he does forget that the pizza doesn't look like it does on TV. The poor guy. Ex- and you know, that's why, why he wants he his country back. Telemarketers. Like he, he knows people are out for him. Yeah, this is a, like this is a case study in in you know older people getting angry and bitter and turning right wing because the world turned against them. All Troop wants is for telemarketers to stop calling him and for pizzas to look like they do in the commercials. That's it, damn it. That's it's it. Always, you can't get that. It's always Thanksgiving on Troopiano's <laughs> Twitter feed. It's always your family Thanksgiving on his Twitter feed. Oh man. Um, <laughs> That's that's those that's all the really good stuff. There's, I mean, there's plenty of no, stuff. no, that is, that is a lie because <laughs> I've seen more. it, seen it with my own eyes. That there is just, uh, there's amazing stuff. Oh wait, oh, I do, I, I do have to read this one. I, I got a couple of non-categorized ones. All right, this is a this is a, a pair of tweets that go together. All right, the first one is my last tweet meant to reference Stan Musial as a Hall of Famer. The tweet right before that. Does anyone know how to add Prime Video to Verizon Files? No! <laughs> it's not no! To no! <laughs> no! Oh, my 
God. Uh, uh, I'm looking at one like this is from December. Is TB12 unbelievable? R what? R what? Yes. <laughs> that was the first. Brian, that was the first one I saw that I said I have to share this with you. And then it ended up on the cutting room floor because I found 72 more that were better. <laughs> Good morning. If the gym today did cardio on elliptical number 43 in honors of ex-birthday and finished cardio and weights before the TV turned to the view. <laughs> That's just a nice little slice of life. That's you got nice beginning and end. You got everything there. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> this, oh, is and it, best, this is the best segment we've had on. This is the funniest <laughs> thing. I, lo- I mean, he's so he's so against all the new rules in baseball. <laughs> and let me, you probably already saw this one because it's one of his most recent ones. But this this really earnest one. Where are you, the MLB franchise owner who cares about protecting the game, growing the game, who thinks this bastardization of the game, replete with pizza box based and little league rules, has gone too far? Where are you? And then I also want to note that if you keep digging, you will find another tweet. Remember, he hates the new rules. Keep digging. You will find another tweet that is simply, the shift sucks. <laughs> it's, it, you're right. I think the pot on Lansdowne guys are too young to have. Uh, yeah, be really tripped up. Which is really unfortunate because this is, I mean, this is right up. If you're, if you're like terminally online <clears throat> on Twitter, if you know who Drill was, I haven't explained it and I don't care to, but if you know who that is, please do yourself a favor and check out at Jerry Truppiano, just like it sounds. It's spelled just like it sounds. This is a joy. Did I make your life a little bit better today? You did. You really did. I I, I absolutely love it. Oh, God. And, we, and will, look, we will make this a regular segment. He, has, he doesn't tweet frequently enough for it to be new stuff, unfortunately. It doesn't. He's got, the catalog is so deep. He doesn't need to put out new music all the time. He's got he's got cuts. He's got deep cuts. He got bootlegs. That's true. Oh man, are these? Is this is is this account good or what? Uh, oh, Starting the day planning to watch last two hours of the last season of Twenty Four. Start watching. TV room gets invaded by a flying squirrel. Room now headquarters for counter flying squirrel unit. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. He just no, wants. He There's no. You can't. You can't write a tweet that good. You can't. You can't write a tweet that good. Why are we even in this game? Why are we even in this game? When you're just doing this. Oh, poor oh. guy. Oh, poor man. guy. You know, so you know, it's shocking though. So I, I did some more searching. I told you he, he really does not like Tom Werner. Lots of shots at Tom Werner. A couple of shots at Henry. Um, hates analytics, of course, and including at one point he has this really weird tweet where he decries analytics, and his evidence of that is that Theo Epstein initially had Jeremy Giambi as the Red Sox starting DH and not David Ortiz for like five weeks in 2003. That's his, that's his proof that analytics are stupid, that Theo preferred Jeremy Giambi over David Ortiz, neglecting the fact that Theo also signed David Ortiz. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, Drupiano? <laughs> but he hates, he hates analytics, he hates Werner. He seems to be stuck up on Jeff, Jeff Fry. Jeff Fry comes up. All oh, time, yes, because because Jeff Fry uh, came out and was very against. I think the the extra innings rule. So he's using Jeff Fry's paragon of baseball virtue. Um, you know what's surprising? You know who's uh, I, I did a Twitter search and whose name has not popped up once in a single thing he tweeted. Joe Castiglione. Huh. Well, that's not once. I mean, I I I never, I I guess they didn't like each other. I never got that impression. But makes sense if you had to sit next to this guy for 162 nights a year. 
probably wouldn't like him either. He really, he really was in his bag when when COVID started. Like really, really in his bag. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, that was that was a joy. <laughs> Dan, is there anything else that's brought you joy? Do you have any recommendations other than Jerry Tribbiano's Twitter account? Oh, that, 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 that is that is that is my recommendation. Everyone go follow Jerry Tribbiano. I think we as Red Sox Twitter will have collectively failed if we don't make this man famous again for these tweets because <laughs> he deserves it and he needs it. He needs it in his life because he's not uh, getting happiness from his pizza. That's for sure. That's amazing. Uh, my, my recommendation <laughs> speaking of unhappiness is the Netflix show beef, which you see these shows advertised all the time and I, I ignore almost all of them unless I get a recommendation that comes from someone I know or trust, whatever. There's a guy named Sam, an old Deadspin commenter who, who works on movies and is very, he has extremely <clears throat> critical views on television. So when he says, this is the best TV show I've seen in years. It's not like me saying it. It's not like other people saying it. He thinks movies versus TV is like a sort of an unbridgeable uh, gap. Not Maybe not unbridgeable, but that for TV to reach a height with him is much, is, is, is very rare. So I watched it. I watched it all from i think sunday i finished it i woke up at 4 45 this morning and watched the last three episodes wow uh, it's Did you wake so up good. to watch the last three episodes or no no i woke up at 4 45 and then i rolled and then once i did that the dog was basically like you need to take me out i was like well i'm awake now mm-hmm. so let's let's do it it's awesome it's like it's just awesome there's there's nothing more to say about it and uh it was funny that we've been talking about someone who has so much beef with the world because a lot of it is about how people are sort of siloed. And then you sort of put two people who are siloed in different silos and smack them together. It's very of the moment uses social media and uh, connectivity perfectly. Acting is incredible. The writing is great. It's, it's really wonderful. It's it's a binge show. It's a binge show. You can, you can fly through it. Great music cues for for people our age. Every music cue is like got you know, it's everything from like. Yeah. You haven't actually explained what the show is about. Oh, I, I maybe I, do that. Oh no, I, okay. I <laughs> I thought that it was known, just generally. It's about two people who have a very they have a road rage incident in a parking lot. Nobody hits each other. Just guys backing up and almost hits a woman with his car. They're both at the end of the rope. She flips him off. He chases her. And this leads to 10 episodes of interconnected craziness that just builds. It's So it's Crash, the TV show. Except for it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, that movie was god-awful. Huh? So that's it. Um, I think that is all I have. Dan, do you have anything else? That's it. I got nothing. I'm too too worn out by these troop tweets to even think. I was going to say. Right I was going to say. I need a cigarette. Everybody, go visit at Jerry Trupiano. Thank you for listening to Monsters of Socks, and we will be with you next week with a troop tweet of the week, among other things. God willing. God willing. Jerry, come on, talk to us. Don't let us down, buddy. Do it.